the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Notre Dame is gone. And that's Notre Dame, not Notre Dame, and it's not South Bend, Indiana. We're talking about Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, burned to the ground. Some amazing pictures of that fire uh, all over uh, TV today, and the cause is unknown. I wanted to get some perspective on the building, the history, and the significance of it. So we have Edwin Woodruff on the phone. He's the editor of uh, Christian History Magazine. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Edwin. Uh, thank you. Your, your, your voice was beeped out, so I just want to clarify. My wife is the managing editor. I'm just a contributing editor. Okay, yeah. okay. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, the pictures have to be tough for you to watch, someone who is a aficionado of churches and a, someone who studies the history of them. Oh, indeed, especially since I've never actually been there, and that was always that's one of the places you know we've been wanting to go, like in the next few years, to take the kids to, to France. I've been to France, but I've never, I was in Paris and I was a small child, but never actually been to the cathedral. Um, and, uh, you know, it's so, that's, you know, that's kind of selfish, but it's, it's a real regret now that I didn't, uh, sure. make it. Well, what can you tell us about the history of the building and the significance of it? Okay, so it's built in, the construction started in the 1160s, finished in the 14th century, which was pretty common for medieval cathedrals to take a couple hundred years to build. And so it's kind of a transition architecturally between the Romanesque, which is much kind of thicker and darker and more squat, like you see those big square towers, and then the Gothic architecture, which is these soaring spires and lots of light. So it's Gothic with, with some Romanesque. So it's a very kind of interesting building architecturally, not most people's kind of favorite, most beautiful cathedral in France, that would be Chartres, uh, but uh, nonetheless, really important historically, from what I understand, really beautiful and historically very closely associated with the French king. So that island in the middle of, of the Seine is where not only Paris, but the whole French monarchy got started. And the cathedral was there, you know, kind of like Westminster Abbey in England. It was there sort of right next to where the kings were. Uh, to the point that in the French Revolution, it was vandalized by the revolutionaries because it was seen as a symbol of the monarchy. There were statues of Old Testament kings that were smashed because they were, they were thought to be French kings. Well, there's that link between the Davidic monarchy and the French monarchy. But this is uh, a this is a uh, I mean a serious and um, um, treasured landmark, correct? Right. Yes. And uh, in the 19th century, when it really became that kind of got that cultural significance, it was up till then Gothic architecture. You know, if you were an enlightened, secular, modern person in the 18th, early 19th centuries, you kind of despise all that stuff. It's the Middle Ages, it's the monarchy, get rid of it. Um, the building was nearly destroyed. There was, there was talk about demolishing it in the early 19th century. And then Victor Hugo wrote this very famous novel that everyone knows, you know, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, in which he used it as a kind of symbol of the French past and also of kind of beauty in the midst of ugliness. You know, they're kind of soaring to the sky. You know, they, you have you have this this hunchback, this deformed character, just as people thought Gothic churches were deformed, and yet he's got these aspirations towards beauty, and that became really important in the Romantic movement, and that's how Gothic architecture became recognized really as one of the great cultural treasures of the world. Um, so French people of all persuasions, you know, value this building because it's such an incredible cultural. Uh, Monument. Well, those famous scenes from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, where he's on the—I guess he's on the spire. Um, right. That, that uh, I just saw a few minutes ago. The video of that thing tumbling down. Pretty, pretty. Right. The uh, spire is down. Yep. The last I heard, the square towers are still standing. Um, but I think the fire—I heard the fire had spread to at least one of them. So I mean, I think there's some question as to their integrity and whether they're going to hold up. Yeah, and it was made, uh, I heard somewhere that it was made out of 52 acres of trees, and 9,000 yeah. people can, can uh, could um, go to Mass inside there. Yeah, 
that yeah, it's huge. And yeah. and and so made made entirely of wood. It's not as surprising that it went up as fast as it did or came down. Well, the interiors of wood. I mean, the towers are stone. Uh-huh. There, there is stone. Yeah. But but there's a there's a wooden interior. And I think the spire was mostly wood. The spire was actually uh, restored. That's the original spire had actually been destroyed in the 18th century. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's I believe that that spire is actually not the original one. It's still old and it's still terrible that it collapsed. Um, well, you know, when it happened, it reminded me. I, I'd never been there, but I I was in a cathedral in Barcelona, Spain, mm. uh, and um, I, I I just couldn't believe it was built. I think it's the, the construction on that one started in one thousand and something, and yeah. they said that that's where um, Christopher Columbus went when they had a mass to celebrate his safe return from his little trip that he took, and that just shows right. you how much history we think we have old buildings over here. We don't. Yeah, no, this uh, said teenager came and spent a month with us, uh, with my family, a few months, a few years ago. And I kept trying to show her historical things. We live in Kentucky. It's a relatively historic area by American standards. She was like, I don't care about that. We got much older stuff in France. You know, I want to see, I want to see the, the Appalachians. I want to go hiking in the woods. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, the 200-year-old buildings mean nothing to them. Hey, uh, um, yeah. I appreciate you being on with us to, uh, to give us a little bit of a picture of what that building meant, and uh, it's a big, big deal over there, obviously. Thanks, Edward. Yeah, indeed. Thank you. Okay, you. and we'll be right back. Have you heard the crack of a bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Stagerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark... Call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 50% off installation and 12 months no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. If you take a look around your hometown... You might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? 
Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress-buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, today's the last day to pay your taxes, uh, federal and state, and uh, income. And and now that you know how much the government has stolen from you, maybe you'd like to know where your money is going. What's it going to pay for? Brian Riedel is a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. He has the answers. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Brian. Glad to be here. Thank you. So everybody had to work until right about now to, to earn enough money to pay the taxes that they uh, had, to, had to be paid today. So how much are we paying uh, in in taxes and, and, and you know per household, and I see that they're spending more than we're paying. The average family, or the average household, pays uh, twenty six thousand six hundred and seventy seven dollars in taxes to the federal government. That includes direct taxes and indirect taxes, like when you pay for the corporate tax through higher prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put it all together, whether you're paying directly or indirectly, the typical family is paying $26,677 to Washington. The spending per household is $35,148. That math doesn't much... seem to add up. That doesn't seem quite right. No, there's a difference between those two numbers, and that's the $8,471 per household. That's the budget deficit. So the government basically borrowed $8,400 per household, which gets added to the national debt. That is now $177,000 per household. So that's, that's uh, here in Pittsburgh, you can still buy a pretty decent house for $177,000. Yeah, basically, we have a mortgage without the house. Uh, every year, we're going to have to pay interest. In fact, this year, you're going to pay $3,000 in federal taxes just as the interest on that $177,000 per household national debt. So your first $3,000 you pay to Washington every year, don't pay for anything government uh, uh, in terms of benefits. You're just paying back old borrowing. So you're paying you're you're paying to pay for somebody else's uh, social security from you know 1975. Exactly, and it's going to get worse. Uh, the projection is that within a decade, interest is going to cost six thousand dollars per household, or if interest rates actually start rising, it could be as high as ten thousand dollars per household that you're paying just for interest on the debt every year out of your taxes. This is why. You know, we warn people that the national debt is a ticking time bomb, and that budget deficits matter. Because if you're going to be paying six to ten thousand dollars in taxes every year just for interest, that's a massive burden, and you're getting nothing back. And I'm trying to do the math in my head here. We have 350 million people, or thereabouts. How many households are we talking about? There's about 130 million households in America, according to the Census Bureau. Okay, and they're each they're each uh, paying twenty twenty seven thousand dollars. $27,000 per household in taxes to the federal government. And the question is, are you getting your money's worth? Or could you do a little better if you actually were able to retain a little more of that $27,000 and pay for your own retirement, your own health care, oh, yeah. your own education? Yeah, that's what I was going to... Uh, you, you broke it down. It's uh, $35,178 per household that is spent. So where where does it go? Uh, like Social Security and Medicare, Where how much goes to that out of the 35000 a little over $13,000 goes to Social Security and Medicare, uh, of what a typical family uh, uh, spends. And, you know, that's an area where ben- people are getting a lot more in benefits than what they're paying in on average, but that's, mm-hmm. that's 13000 to 35000 The next biggest is anti-poverty programs are $6,500. But, but uh, what, uh, if it's $13,178 per household, 
to the that goes every year, correct? Every year. All right. So if if you work for thirty years, that's um, what is that? That's uh, about four hundred thousand dollars. In, in, in net present value, uh, the typical family, I think, will pay about, I mean, in, in current dollars, if you were starting out today, you would pay about 500000 into Social Security and get about 700000 back. You would pay, and this is the, the, the most dangerous, you will pay 140000 into Medicare and get 420000 back. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get back triple what you pay into Medicare, and that's why the program's going bankrupt. So, but you hear debates about whether or not it is going bankrupt. How could it not be? It just doesn't, it's it's arithmetic. Well, here's the scary math. The Social Security and Medicare systems face a cash shortfall of $100 trillion over the next 30 years, according to the Congressional Budget Office. The rest of the federal budget actually is in surplus for the next 30 years. But a hundred trillion dollar cash shortfall to Social Security and Medicare. There's your there's your debt. Well, these are that's that's the free medical care that we get after we turn sixty five. It's free, right? Uh, <laughs> free, free except all the taxes. Yeah. Now um, we have like uh, I don't know how many they're up to uh, thirty seven. I think people running for the Democratic nomination uh, right now. They're all talking about um, medical uh, uh, Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. So that so, but if, if if what you say is true about where Medicare is right now, how could anybody even in their wildest imagination come up with a plan that's going to switch that over to everybody gets free medical care? It's actually it is bonkers and it is fantasy land. Medicare faces a seventy trillion dollar shortfall over the next thirty years just to pay the benefits that are already promised seventy trillion. So the response from Democrats is, well, let's take that model and expand it to everybody. <laughs> and the, the cost is, is, is staggering. The Bernie Sanders plan would cost probably 35 to $40 trillion in the first decade. And Essentially, you're doubling the federal government. And by the way, his plan has absolutely no taxes and no pay-fors. It's just, we're going to give everybody 35 to $40 trillion to our total, and we're going to borrow it. I mean, it, it, like, I mean, this is this is economic fantasy land. It's bonkers. But it's not treated as such. I mean, it is maybe by conservatives when they're having a, a debate. But there are people. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is doing a town hall tonight on Fox, actually, and he's going to be spewing out his plan. He's going to be telling people that everybody should have it's it's a it's a uh, it's a right, not a um, it's a right. I mean, Health care is a right. Um, and he's going to be spewing that out tonight, and there are going to be people nodding, you know, uh, if, if, and, and uh, Democrats everywhere are going to be nodding in agreement. You're right, Bernie. You tell them, Bernie. Uh, how can anybody a, be this idiotic? It is a failure of journalism and analysis that, that this is not absolutely laughed at. When you propose uh, essentially 35 to $40 trillion over 10 years in new benefits with absolutely not a nickel of pay-fors, these people said two trillion dollars in tax cuts was irresponsible, and they're talking about a thirty-five to forty trillion dollar expansion of government without a single pay for. It, it, it's a joke. I mean, it, it could never happen. The Sanders plan essentially would make all health care free, any procedure you want, anytime, anywhere, without a penny of copays, and it would cover all nursing home care, everything, without a penny of copays, anything anybody wants. Not, there's not a country in the world that does anything remotely that generous. And I, that's why, I mean, the, the plan itself, it's not legislation. It's a child's wish list to Santa. Yeah, but, and, but again, there are, there are at least 20 people out there promising it. And <laughs> millions of people out there who are going to vote for it. I hope not enough, but millions of them will. Here's the, the thing to note, though. The Democrats hold the House right now. They're not actually bringing it to the floor for a vote. And I think that Democrats, if you, if you talk to Democratic economists and Democratic leaders, they will acknowledge quietly that this is all politics. This is, this is government playing Santa Claus, promising all things to all people. 
they'll tell you privately that they know that this could never possibly happen, but the politics of it are too good. But they'll tell you that they're doing it in Europe, and we're the only uh, industrialized nation that doesn't have free health care for everybody. Yeah, that's, they're completely wrong. What, what Europe and Canada have is not anything close to what Sanders is proposing. Uh, it's not every procedure covered for free with no premiums and no co-pays. They have rationing. They have a lot of private supplemental insurance to cover what the government doesn't cover. And they have sky-high taxes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that, additionally, what... the way they made it work, at least slightly, was they nationalized health care 50 years ago and then built a really small infrastructure to constrain it. We have a huge, expensive infrastructure. You can't go nationalize that. Uh, it would, I mean, the cost would be enormous. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be going up to Canada, as a matter of fact, in a few days. I go up there a lot, and um, I will be paying 13% sales tax on everything I buy and do. And that's uh, 7% of that is um, federal. If we were to implement the Sanders plan, uh, you would need something like a, a 50 or 60 percent payroll tax <laughs> or a national sales tax of about 70 or 80 percent. That to make would the work well. That, that would be... I mean, it, yeah. And that's because, again, not only is our, our system more generous than what they would have in other countries, but our health infrastructure is bigger. We have more technologies. We have more hospitals. We have nicer hospitals. You, you do all that for free, it's going to bankrupt everyone. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if anybody's done uh, like a, uh, the math on how many, if, if, if you stacked uh, $100 trillion $100 bills on top of each other, would it reach the sun? It would go very far. I mean, I, I, actually, I used to do the math on that <laughs> years ago. I mean, this all reminds me of a, of a quote P.J. Rorick once said. He said, if you think if health if you think healthcare is expensive now, wait till you see what it costs when it's free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and my calculator doesn't do trillions, you know, on my phone. So yeah, I, no, you need, you, you need Microsoft Excel to start doing that math. Okay, well, they'll do trillions for you? I think so. But a, a phone or a regular calculator, our government's too big. Well, so is there any realistic hope in paying back the tr – uh, I think uh, you mentioned in your piece, and we're talking to Brian Riedel, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. In your piece, uh, you say $38 trillion by 2029. That's what the interest will be? Uh, the, the national debt. Uh, oh, debt. Well, the, the national debt is, is – it's already gone from 10 to $22 trillion over the past decade, and it's on its way to $38 trillion in a decade. And so there's no chance of paying it back. Absolutely never. Um, the best we can hope for is to get the is if you could get close to a balanced budget, you could at least stabilize it, and that way the interest would become a stable cost, uh, and it would at least stop going up every year. The, the best you can hope for is for the interest cost to stop rising. There's no way we'll ever pay this back. And and are there people out there actually promising that we will? Well, President Trump prom promised oh, yeah. to pay back the entire national debt during the campaign. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, you know, the Republicans are, are scared to talk about the deficit at all, and the Democrats are busy promising forty to fifty trillion dollars more. And their their theory is modern monetary theory, which says we can just pay for it all through the printing press. And of course, if the if the federal government had been limited to what it was intended to be limited to by the Constitution and by the founders, we wouldn't be here, would we? Oh heavens, no! Uh, you know, the it, what's driving spending right now is is programs like Social Security and Medicare. The rest of the budget is actually facing a surplus for the next thirty yeah. years outside of these programs. Even the defense budget has. It's much smaller than it used to be. The defense budget's only about 15% of the federal budget. Back when JFK was president, it was half the federal budget. Now it's one-seventh. What's get, what's getting, it's getting squeezed in favor of uh, the anti-poverty program, Social Security, and Medicare, which collectively are, are approaching two-thirds of the budget. Hey, Brian, you know how we're running out of money? Yes. I'm also out of time. I'm I'm up against the hard break. I appreciate no you being here. Real, great, great stuff. Thanks. No, no problem at all. Have a good one. Okay, you too. Brian Riedel at the uh, Manhattan Institute. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. One of the most iconic buildings of Western civilization is on fire in Paris this evening. 
The Cathedral of Notre Dame, one of the centerpieces of Parisian life, is ablaze, toppling its spire and spreading to one of the church's landmark rectangular towers. Shock, sadness, and heartbreak are almost a universal reaction from around the world at the swift blaze which has consumed much of the iconic Gothic cathedral. Flames and black smoke were seen shooting from the base of the medieval church's spire Monday afternoon when the fire was reported shortly after 6 p.m. Paris time, minutes after it had closed to the public. There have been no reports of injury. France's President Macron is reported on site. George Bonzani reporting. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 27 points to close at 26,384. The Nasdaq dropping by 8 points. The S&P declined 1. Oil dropped to 63.40 a barrel. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Lowe's knows you're the gardener who does it right to make your flower and vegetable plants thrive. We do it right, too, with deals like five bags of miracle Grow all-purpose garden soil for just $10 during our spring Black Friday sale. Grow delicious vegetables and herbs and save on Bonnie plants, now four for $10. Find spring Black Friday savings like these throughout the store, but hurry because they won't last long. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. Mike Gallagher wants Republicans to show support for our president. The Republicans have to strategize in ways that sometimes don't involve President Trump's fingerprint. Now, that made me sick to my stomach. You better dance with the lady who brung you. You better go with Donald Trump because he's the face of the party and he's the guy that is largely getting it all done alone. And I want to see Republicans line up behind him. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exists the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Sagerwald. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create MyPillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off My Pillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code STAG when you call 800-716-8087 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-716-8087 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code STAG for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway West, inbound some volume Green Tree Road to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Parkway East inbound slows down Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Now found Fate Street to the tunnel. Now on Crosstown Boulevard, you're going to see some delays there. 380 up to the Parkway North. Reminder, Parkway North HOV lanes are shut down for construction between Stadium Drive and Perrysville. Expect some delays there on the lanes that are open. Outbound 28 Heavy Veterans Bridge to 40th Street Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Clearing skies tonight, it'll be cold for April with a low of 36. And then tomorrow, look for increasing clouds and a noticeably milder afternoon, 64 for the high. 
Cloudy with a shower tomorrow night. The low will be 53. Wednesday, mainly cloudy. We'll have the shower once again, but mainly in the morning. 68 for the afternoon high Wednesday. Mild day. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, if you've been listening to this show for the last few months, you know that uh, we are probably doing more to cover the story of human poop uh, in the, on the streets of San Francisco than any other media outlet in the country. And we're proud of that. And today we have an update, and you won't be surprised to hear that the situation still stinks. Uh, Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com has been all over this story. He has a piece up at Forbes.com. He joins us now. Thanks for being with us, Adam. John, great to be on your show. Thank you very much for your interest in our work. Yes, and you've been on before. It's always good. So how bad is it out there? Well, look, at the turn of the century, San Francisco was called the Paris of the West. Their uh, local residents were a bit more humble, and they self-titled their own city, San Francisco, as the Golden City. And pardon the expression, John, but lately there's been a brownout in the Bay Area. So our team of auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, we captured on a Freedom of Information Open Records uh, foray uh, into the uh, city of San Francisco. Uh, Incredibly, since 2008, there's been over 132,000 cases reported of human waste in the public way. And we took all this data. We took the latitude and longitude coordinates of each event. We mapped it, and it's making national news. Yes, I, I saw the graphic, and it's kind of brown. But you have <laughs> pins that you can you can locate it, and it, looks, it does look like a brownout. Well, we, we did turn the pins brown. Normally they're black when we, yeah. uh, when we uh, map public employee uh, salaries across the country. We've got 22 million salaries of public employees, and we've mapped every single one of them across the country. And they're, they're either red pins or black pins. These pins are actually brown, and for a good reason. I mean, it, this is particularly troubling. Uh, we, took, we took a look at the data by year since 2011. So in 2011, um, in terms of events, that they disclosed, there was actually 5,500 events. And this, you know, if there's one event, that's a real problem. These are residents calling the 311 non-emergency numbers at the city of San Francisco, uh, asking the Department of the Public Works to come out and clean up the mess. So that happened in uh, 2011 a little over 5,000 times. And two years later, that number was up to about 9,000. By 2015, it was up to 13,000. By 2017, it was up to 21,000. And then last year, it it hit an all-time high, exceeding (laughs) 28,000. And we took a look at the first quarter of 2019, and it's on pace to equal or exceed the record. Now, in case you tuned in late, what he's talking about there is pooping on the street. That's how many events there were, 28,000 times. Now, here's the thing, uh, Adam. If I live out there... Or if I'm a politician out there, um, I, I think maybe on like the third or fourth time I hear about it, you know, like the third or fourth incident, I say that's not going to happen anymore. Let's get whatever whatever is creating this uh, situation. I'm putting an end to it. No more of this. And and it went from five thousand to t- first of all, it got to five thousand before somebody did something about it. And now it's up to twenty eight thousand. Who is in charge and how do they keep getting reelected? Look, it's the most powerful progressive politicians in the entire country uh, that live in San Francisco, that call San Francisco home. This is their political power base. It's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the new governor in California, Gavin Newsom, the U.S. Senator of California, running for President Camilla Harris. These are the most powerful politicians in the country, or wannabes. They all live there. This is their political power base. And, and, but here's the thing. Uh, Kamala Harris is running for, for president. She's, gonna, she's already done a couple of town halls. She's going to be all over the place being interviewed. Will anybody ask her about the poop on the street? Because to me, that's more important than anything. Because if, if you're a politician, if you're a politician, you know, as you start out as a local politician, and you allow that to happen, you're, I'm sorry, you're disqualified for running for anything. And you should be drummed out of office. She's running for president. I mean, come she, on. 
She is running for president, and if you can't get your local area straight, how are you going to get the country straight? But we're not just—we're not talking uh, about like uh, crime, you know, or, or or something. We're talking about the simple idea of not allowing people to take a dump on the street. <laughs> I know. <laughs> look, we uh, we took a look at maybe some possible solutions, right? So we uh, we took a look at the price of porta potties uh, that would ha- that would offer wheelchair and handicap yeah. access. Yeah. And you could probably get a 25% discount buying them in bulk. You could buy 135 porta potties um, for the price of one one employee that at taxpayer cost, costs 185000 That's the poop patrol. There's a five-member poop patrol, John. Are they called Each that? Each of them. Or do they have a, like... They cl- they're, not- they're proud of it yeah, at the city of Stanford. What do they call They, they don't call them the poop patrol. Do they call, officially call them the poop patrol? Yes. No. Come on. In, at the San Francisco Chronicle, I think they nicknamed it, and it's fully embraced over at the uh, Department of Public Works, because I called over there and talked to the guy, and he volunteered the name of the Poop Patrol. He says, you want to know the salaries of the employees on the Poop Patrol? And I said, yes. Yeah, he thought it's that 71, was a... Uh... It's 71000 a base salary. And then when you add the perquisites for the public employees on the Poop Patrol and their pension benefits, it's... Total taxpayer cost every single year of one hundred and eighty-four thousand dollars. You you could buy every homeless person in San Francisco his own personal bathroom for what they spend on cleaning it up. Well, you you actually can't because there's seven thousand five hundred homeless people yeah. hosted by the city. Well, it's amazing. Well, how how does that number compare to other major cities? The seventy-five hundred. It's a lot higher. I mean, they, they have a real problem with attracting and maintaining and hosting their homeless population in the city of San Francisco. So we did took a look. So if you just fired one employee on the poop patrol, and that frees up $184,000, right. you could buy 135 uh, porta potties accessible for everybody. And, and if you put them in, there's 10 neighborhoods that we found in our data that have seven out of every ten events going all the way back to 2008. So human waste on the street, seven out of ten times it happens in these ten neighborhoods. And so you could, you could put 13 or 14 of these porta-potties in each neighborhood. And the reason they probably don't do it is because it creates another dangerous environment where the homeless people try to live in the porta-potty. <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, here's the thing. We're talking to Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com. You can see his piece on this at uh, Forbes.com. Again, we're talking about how they're going to provide toilets for them. How about getting them the hell off the street? Arresting them. Hey, you pooped on the street. That's not allowed. That's your 12th offense. You're going to jail for 90 days. How about that? Well, you know what? That the window breaker theory of criminology that really Rudy Giuliani in New York City finally the public got fed up enough. They allowed him to do it, and he cleaned up the streets in New York City back in the day. Yep. And at a certain point, maybe just maybe the residents in in San Francisco will embrace a little bit more aggressive policing on this. And I'll tell you why. Uh, they're they're following the spectrum here. They just elected a mayor about nine months ago, and she vowed to clean up the city, clean up the streets. That was the primary number one reason that she won the election. So we took a look at that. Uh, our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, uh, we took a look at that, and she hasn't made a dent. The, uh, like I said, in the first quarter of 2019, she was on the job for six months when the quarter started, and, and the number of human waste events on the street is unmitigated. <laughs> It's just, and 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 she's what? What's her? Uh, what's what's her? Uh, you know, response is she promising to clean it up or give me a chance here? Or are people putting? Well, I think you know every politician deserves a little bit of a halo, and yeah. so we did give her six months. She got a lot of headlines last fall, putting a lot of millions of dollars of city resources. She would uh, do surprise visits to the streets and bring along the media, and didn't tip the Department of Public Works. So she got a lot of press on that, but we we found that it made no impact. Well, uh, and the the governor, I mean the mayor, Gavin Newsom, the poop on the streets didn't prevent him from becoming the the governor. He was the mayor exactly. of San Francisco. 
What was did anybody? Exactly. I, I, I mean, I, I don't expect you to necessarily know this. The answer to this, but if I were if I were working in the media in California and this guy's running for office, I'd be asking him about that. That's the first question, right? So, yeah. with the new mayor, this London uh, breed, uh, she's been on the job, like we said, since July. But she was the acting mayor after the San Francisco mayor Ed Lee. Uh, he passed away in office unexpectedly. She was the acting mayor for two months uh, at the start of 2018. So, you know, she's got to be held to account for this. Um, look, and we reached out to her for comment for the Forbes piece. My editors require it, and she's gone radio silent. We, uh, we put two inquiries in there for comment or feedback on the statistics and what she was doing to clean up the mess and make an impact, and, and uh, they will not uh, give comment to us. Well, let me ask you, is, it, is this a – I'm just trying to – Picture if this were a subject in Pittsburgh, here in Pittsburgh, we'd be. Holy this would mackerel. be a big deal on talk radio and in the media. Are people out there talking about it? Is it is it a big deal in, in, on radio talk shows and in the in the papers and online and wherever? Well, our piece has only been up for about nine hours. We're already over fifty thousand views on the piece. That's at Forbes.com. The Drudge Report ran it at a link at the top of this page today. Mm-hmm. The Daily Mail, the uh, most read newspaper online out of England, they uh, they did a big story on our findings. Uh, John, I really appreciate this is a radio breaking story on your program right here at Salem. I appreciate your interest in our work and the platform to get the word out. Yeah, uh, but but so. What I'm what I'm getting at here, though, is I, I just know the way Pittsburgh is. This this would be a gigantic deal if this were happening in Pittsburgh. I think anywhere in the country. So it's, is it just San Francisco deal. mentality? Like it's it's uh, the whole hate Ashbury, you know, 1960s. Everything's wonderful. I, sh- I should have told. Well, to a, to a certain extent, but when you have um, these people actually, uh, you know depositing human waste at City Hall, our data shows that address 13 times, in front of the office of a United States Marshals based in San Francisco 17 times, their local police station 67 times. When you have intersections in the community where this has happened over the course of the last seven years, 1,000 times. I mean, you have residents that are just up in arms about this. This is a program. This is a, uh, these are problems that in a human tragedy that is unfolding that the San Francisco politicians, they seem utterly inept in being able to stop. And, but here's the thing about that, uh, Adam. They're utterly inept, and they're, they're, it's impossible to unelect them. The same party keeps getting elected. Well, and that's why the quote, um, uh, you know, human waste uh, reformer, uh, you know, as mayor, this London breed, she, uh, you know, she needs to be held account for her campaign promises. Is she cleaning up the streets or does there need to be a new sheriff in town? Yeah, well, they need more than a new sheriff. Um, I, before I let you go, Adam, I know you do a lot of interesting things there at OpenTheBooks.com. Anything, I'll just leave it up to you. Anything else you want to throw out that you guys have discovered over there recently that might be interesting? So I was on uh, Tucker Carlson's show on the Fox News Channel uh, last week breaking our education report. We found that last year the American taxpayer put $7 billion into the wealthiest and most elite schools in the country. This is the real scandal in higher education. Uh, these wealthy schools, 25 of them, had a collective endowment north of a quarter trillion dollars. And, John, as you know, that means they've got nearly all the money in the world. They've got money in the bank of $272 billion, and yet the taxpayer is helping these rich schools get richer. John, you and I are paying for this. We're talking about colleges now. Yes. And and I've always wondered about endowments. When 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 they go begging for money, when do they tap into those endowments? So they're not tapping them deeply enough. So yeah. they're not they're not Look, just at the uh, eight eight schools of the Ivy League, they have a collective endowment of more than 120 billion dollars. <laughs> and they're and charging how much in tuition? Between 40 and 70,000 yeah. dollars a year. Mhm. And our auditors took a look at that endowment and, and the number of undergraduates they have. Their endowment is equivalent to providing free tuition for the next 51 years with no further gifts. 
with further gifts that would go in perpetuity. So if they want to give free tuition for all, the yeah. Ivy League can start on their own without a government law or mandate. They can start giving it away right now. I've thought that exact same don't. thing. I've thought that exact same thing for a long time, Adam. And, I, and then some somebody needs to ask uh, Bernie Sanders about that when he starts yapping about uh, free education for everybody. I'm out of time, but we'll talk to you about that uh, down the road. Uh, that's a good one. Sounds great, John. Thanks, Sounds Adam. Great. Appreciate you being on. Get that poop cleaned up. <laughs> that's Adam Angievsky of OpenTheBooks.com, and we'll be right back. If you're going to San Francisco crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd. Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Steigerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see the stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. Synergy was born out of the basement of our house 31 years ago and solidified by the people of the Steel City. I'm Roy Locks, founder of the Synergy Group, and this is our story. And I'm Roy's son, Jason. I watched my dad start the company from nothing as a displaced steel worker. Your retirement always has been and always will be our primary focus. Helping people retire is my dad's life mission, and I'm happy to say that it's mine as well. I'm proud of the thousands of relationships we've forged throughout the community. Family is everything at the Synergy Group, and we hope to have the opportunity to work with yours. Call us today, 800-321-7963. That's 800-321-7963. Let us help you build a retirement plan for your family's future. At the Synergy Group, we do retirement. Roy and Jason Locks are registered representatives offering securities through GF Investment Services, LLC. Member of FINRA and SIPC, Jason is an investment advisor representative offering investment advisory services through Global Financial Private Capital. GFPC and GFIS are not affiliated with the Synergy Group, Inc. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. If you take a look around your hometown, you might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start and how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the Original Mattress Factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress-buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 
Well, today would have been a good day to do some sports here. We had a pretty big uh, weekend with uh, what the Penguins did or didn't do. And they're down uh, three games to none. And Tiger Woods yesterday, I had tweeted on, I think, Friday, I said that uh, Tiger Woods will be in the, still be in contention in the back, on the back nine on Sunday. And then on Saturday, I tweeted that Tiger Woods, um, I thought that last year he was about 90% back to where he, what he used to be, and that would be enough to win a major. And I said, tomorrow he will win. That's what I tweeted. And I don't make a lot of uh, bold predictions because uh, you have a really good chance of being wrong. And so uh, I, it's not that I, I only tell you about the ones I get right because I, I don't make a habit of doing that because I think it's dumb. But I just had the strong feeling that Tiger Woods was going to do it. And it was a, it was an amazing scene yesterday at the Masters. Um, I'm um, not. I was never a big fan of Tiger Woods. I think. I think he's uh, what he's an example of what seems to happen a lot in sports, especially in sports where uh, athletes or players can stay around for a long time because they grow up over time. And you're dealing with a guy, and you're getting an impression of a guy when he's 24, 25 years old, and maybe making millions of dollars, and he's. Um, not the nicest person, and maybe he's getting in trouble, and he's uh, he's still young. Well, Tiger Woods is forty three years old. Uh, he's gone. Everybody knows what he's gone through. Uh, maybe he's grown up just a tad. He's forty three. He's not a kid anymore. And um, he looked pretty good yesterday. And I I I don't think that's his last major that he's going to win. And I wouldn't be surprised if he wins another one this year. And uh, as far as the Penguins go, it's a, there's a possibility that the Islanders are just a better team. Maybe they don't have, and I guarantee you, they don't have talent that can uh, match Sidney Crosby or Genny Malkin or maybe even Chris Letang. But right now, they are a well-coached, better team than the Penguins. And there have been 190 times that a uh, an NHL team has been down three games to none in a seven-game series in the NHL. You know how many times that team has been down three games to none has won, this come back and won the series? Four. 186-4, and four, which makes the Penguins' chances a little bit better than a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament to come back in the series. But you don't have to win four games tomorrow night. You only got to win one. Then after that, you see what happens. And we'll see what happens. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. We're going to talk to you about polar bears tomorrow. It's going to be pretty interesting. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.